This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. AOPA presents Never Again, True Pilot Stories from the World of General Aviation. In this episode, climbing to stay in visual meteorological conditions sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. We'll explore the latter in Suckered In by Andy Clark. It was New Year's Day, and my wife and I had spent a few days with my daughter, son-in-law, and grandkids in Tucson, Arizona. I had made the flight from Tucson to Hayward, California, and our home in the San Francisco Bay many times before. I guess, in hindsight, that had made me a bit complacent. The weather over the Mojave Desert is usually dry and warm, and the winds light, That morning, I looked at the weather, as usual, and a cold front was heading toward Tucson, but I concluded the flight would be okay. The cold front was heading east from the Pacific coast, but most of the precipitation was over Palm Springs, California, and Phoenix, and the track we would be on would take us between the severe weather, or so I thought. This was my first mistake. I should have paid more attention. The Piper Saratoga has grown a bit fat over the years and has a useful load of only 1,050 pounds. It is also quite nose-heavy with full fuel, so with my wife in the back seat and the luggage on board, we could only put on 65 gallons to stay within the envelope. At our cruising altitude, that was enough for about 3 hours and 20 minutes. And with slight headwinds, we could make our refueling stop in Apple Valley, California, in about 2 hours and 15 minutes. An acceptable margin of about an hour. We didn't file a flight plan for our departure from Tucson International Airport, but we did request and receive flight following. We departed runway 11 left in the early morning sunshine and headed west on a heading of 284 degrees out over the desert in crystal clear blue skies climbing to our planned cruising altitude of 8,500 feet. The first sign of potential trouble came about an hour and 20 gallons of fuel later. As we climbed to avoid the approaching cloud front, the windshield frosted over slightly. No worries yet, as the radio traffic was reporting cloud tops of 10,000 feet, we had oxygen on board, and the Saratoga's service ceiling is 25,000 feet. I continued the climb to stay in VFR conditions, my second mistake. We were now somewhere north of Gila Bend, Arizona, heading toward Blythe, California. Not long after, we had to make a climb to 12,000 feet to stay out of the clouds, 
And I guess at this point, I should have simply turned around and headed back to Tucson, where there were clear skies. For some reason, I didn't. Get home-itis or simply not thinking, I am honestly not sure. The radio was now starting to fill with reports of cloud tops at 12,000 to 13,000 feet. No worries, keep climbing, I thought. My third, and as it turned out, almost fatal mistake. We eventually leveled out at 16,500 feet, oxygen cannulas on, feeling a little cold somewhere a little southeast of Blythe. It was about minus 9 degrees Celsius outside and only a few degrees above zero inside the cabin, despite having the heater full on. The heater was just never designed to keep the cabin warm in such extreme cold. At 16,500 feet, we had topped the cloud, but we hit 40 to 50 knot headwinds, and it soon became apparent that we would not reach our refueling stop at Apple Valley, which, as forecast, was in clear VFR conditions. Isn't ADSB amazing? We had also flown long enough and used too much fuel to simply turn around and head back to Tucson and the good weather. I had allowed myself to be suckered into a situation that I thought I would never allow. Thoughts of accident reports in AOPA pilot entered my head. We do not know for sure what the pilot was thinking. At this point, we needed fuel. We couldn't go forward because of the headwinds. It was too late to go back, and what was below us was a few thousand feet of icing clouds. The Saratoga does not have ice protection, other than pedo heat. I explained my fuel predicament to Los Angeles Center. The controller suggested heading to Palm Springs, because the weather there was usually better because of the mountain range to the west. What he meant was the ceilings were higher, not that the cloud tops were any lower, or that the cloud layer was any thinner. After a few minutes, I realized I was having to climb even higher to stay in VFR conditions and reversed course. By now, the only choice was a descent through icing conditions. The controller gave me an IFR clearance and a descent vector to get me to Blythe and said he had no icing reports in the area. I was thinking, well, you will get a report from me shortly. I went through a mental checklist of what to do in icing in a Saratoga. Pedo heat on, cabin heat on full, double check the alternate air lever, but don't open it unless the engine starts running a little rough, autopilot off, nose down, and an airspeed not to exceed 167 knots, which is VNE. This would minimize our time in the clouds. As we started through the cloud, the Saratoga started picking up ice almost immediately. I held a heading and a descent rate while thinking there is no way we could have held altitude or climbed with this much ice on the airframe. The controller said I was drifting to the right, but I was hesitant to start correcting, so simply accepted the small drift. Down we went at about 1,500 feet per minute, trying to minimize the time we spent in the clouds. Turns out I did this bit about right, or was I just lucky? At about 3,000 feet, having descended through about 9,000 feet of icing, we broke out of the clouds into warmer air, 
and the ice started to melt and fly off the wings and the propeller. As I gently leveled off at about 2,000 feet, put some power back in, and canceled IFR, the last big chunks of ice dislodged from the wings. The landing in Blythe was uneventful, although I made the approach slightly faster than normal, just in case there was still some ice on the wings that I could not see. Inspection on the ground revealed clear ice clinging to the leading edges. However, it soon melted, leaving a small puddle on the ramp. We refueled, and by the time we left Blythe, we were on the west side of the cold front, and the weather was clear VFR all the way home. I still think about this flight every time I take off. It could have ended very differently. How could I have let myself get suckered into that situation, the sort of situation you read about in accident reports, and say, it will never happen to me? I now know it can and I will never take weather for granted again. Accidents are usually caused by a chain of events, and on this flight, that was certainly the case. A chain of marginal decisions leading to a dangerous situation. I had numerous chances to turn around and didn't take them. I will never forget the option of turning back on future flights. My wife, who was sitting in the back, covered in a blanket the whole time, We'll never forget it either. The Never Again Podcast is brought to you monthly by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out the AOPA mobile app as well as the many free training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at aopa.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earle. Thanks for listening. Fly safely. Fly safely.